You are watching live on KEXP at home. I'm honored to be here today with the pioneer, the legend, Leraji. How are you doing today? I'm doing infinitely nice and grateful. Thank you. Wonderful. As am I. Thank you so much for sharing your time, uh, your inspiration, and 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 my pleasure. Spontaneity. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure we can get right into the sounds and the vibration. So let's get into it. Live on KEXP at home, Laraji. Thank you. 
And that's live on KEXP with Laraji right here on KEXP, beaming live from Harlem, New York. This fantastic vibration you've shared with us. Mm. Thank you so much. I was hoping you could tell us about your the instruments you're using. Um, a variety of instruments I'm working with these days. Synthesizer, acoustic piano, grand piano, electric open tune zither harp, 36-string instrument, originally called a sitara, from, up from Africa through Austria and Germany into Canada and down into the United States. Uh, I mentioned that instrument particularly because it's the one that I took as my special experimental project in the 1970s. Uh, a very portable instrument that could be electrified, and I could perform from uh, altered states or in a yoga postures. So I was communicating uh, transcendental kind of mental states through this improvisational music with mainly this electrified auto harp, generally in the areas like Brooklyn parks and New York City parks and museum areas. Uh, it's just recently that I was able to return to the piano and the feature recording experience for Warp All Saint Records uh, about two years ago. Sun Piano and Moon Piano, the, they are, as I mentioned earlier, all improvisation, but, uh, but with celest celestial structure, meaning uh, the idea is more of a therapeutic instrument, I think, of piano, can be used to uh, stimulate, to uh, provide a therapeutic listening and feeling experience for the listener. And so with sun piano, especially sun piano, more radiant, uplifting, joyful, positive mood as the uh, intention of the, of the improvisation. It's as if working on a client instead of with my hands working with an instrument. And moon piano is more of a relaxed, laid back, maybe a sensually feminine, uh, contemplative mood there again to uh, offer the listener a sonic space within which to chill or do whatever they want to do with a quieted environmental influence. Beautiful. They're, they're fantastic records. I'm it, astounded by it is, the and that, depth and the breadth of your catalog. Yeah, I, I think of it as fantastic too, because usually when I listen back to the music, I say, fantastic, <laughs> because I don't You're remember what I do anybody. until I listen to it. That's one of my favorite things about a lot of the creators I know when they really get into the flow yes. and they come out of it. And I, I'm like sharing with them my impressions mm -hmm. and, and how blown away I am. And they're like, I did that or I said that? Wow. Yeah, that is it's a beautiful a, thing, that connection. Quite a unique experience. Uh, I know that some producers and performers, recording artists, like to leave maybe as much as a few weeks between the performance and the playback so that they can really listen and objectively. And Well, technically, if I'm doing music with that intention of it being a therapeutic listening experience, I get the benefit of that as well when I'm listening back. Mm -hmm. And you as a musician get the benefit of your music. I, I heard a story you told about how you first encountered 
the auto harp. Yes. I'd say this, it was the second time. The first time I encountered it, it was a distance experience of just viewing it while I was doing my, during the years I was doing stand-up comedy in Greenwich Village. And uh, comedians were sequenced in between other acts. And some of those acts were like a Kentucky bluegrass ensemble. I remember viewing them while I was off stage waiting for my turn. And I saw the auto harp or the zither and it was used very gently as part of the whole Kentucky bluegrass music scene. You know, there's I think, I know, the banjo, guitar, a drummer, bass player, and then this auto harp. And I later found out that it's also used in the Appalachian Mountains of uh, here in the east. And so, this, so I hadn't touched the instrument. I just it would be in the back of my mind. And so this event you're talking about was one day while living in Queens, New York, I was doing uh, electric piano, Fender Rhodes piano for a group called Winds of Change. And so the piano was my major instrument at the time. And I was, I had a guitar that I hung out with and the guitar I wasn't using much. So I decided to take it into town and pawn it. And uh, as I was going into the pawn shop, I noticed that instrument, the auto harp zither, in the window, and I said to myself, hmm, there's that interesting instrument. And that's all I did. And then I walked into the pawn shop to pawn my uh, six-string Yamaha guitar in a fiberglass Martin's case. And I thought it would be worth at least $175. And the clerk offered me $25. And I said, whoa, <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna work, because I needed money. And so uh, I looked back at the window, and this voice came in, and an intuitive guidance came through. It says, swap your guitar for the instrument in the window. And I thought to myself, hey, that's way out. <laughs> way out. And I was even more impressed with how this communication was coming through, as if it was a clear voice. It was and a very like a cosmic grandparent, a loving cosmic grandparent, or an extraterrestrial loving force, just saying, swap it. And I could feel all that love and wisdom in that voice, and so I was curious to see where this would go if I followed that voice, or following that voice would allow me to stay connected to it. So I swapped it for the auto harp in the window, plus $5, I made a little deal on the side, and then I left with the auto harp, not knowing what I was going to do with it, but I felt just holding the auto harp, I was this in this intimate communion with this unclear voice, this wisdom, this guidance. And there was like a cosmic comfort that came all over my body, my cells, just thinking, hey, I'm in conscious communion with some, some uh, transcendental <laughs> force. And... Uh, so that inspired me to explore the auto harp as an open tune instrument. I eventually took the chord bars off. If anyone knows what the auto harp is, it's a zither, this corded zither with a housing mechanism on it for cording the instrument as though you were your fingers. But I removed that in order to have access to the entire string board. And then I put it in some of my favorite guitar open tunings and I would hang out with the instrument. I should say that by this time in my life, I had uh, been 
practicing deep meditation for long hours. So I was contacting a very deep foundation of peace that pervades the universe. And, uh, and so that inner experience, I, could, I would talk about it to my friends, but it didn't make sense to them what I was talking about. But when I got into letting it kind of direct my musical performance experience, then I could see in people's bodies and body language that they were getting what I couldn't put in words. Their own physical body would relax. And I'd play like at the zoo at Central Park, though there was a wide uh, assortment of people from around the world who would pass through this zoo. And after I'd performed, they would tell me their experience as it would relate to an instrument that was in their country, you know. So, and sometimes there were religious experiences people were having. And I thought, yeah, I don't mind doing this for a while and staying out of trouble with this kind of, this kind of uh, lifestyle. So I, I began getting invitations to conferences, New Age conferences, meditation groups, yoga centers who were opening wanted me to come by and offer my music to help to bless the opening of their yoga centers. And then I got to, uh, eventually, my default performance space was Washington Square Park in Greenwich Village in New York, usually in the late 70s. And that's where I was experimenting with these open tunings and altered states of consciousness. And I found out that it helped, or it gave people a very different opportunity to relax, to sit and just chill. And on one of those particular evenings in Washington Square Park, after playing and counting my money, <laughs> um, I received a note from Brian Eno inviting me to collaborate on his project, which turned out to be the Ambient 3, Day of Radiance. On that album, it was my second vinyl, but it allowed me to... Uh, receive more global attention, which led eventually to global traveling. So the Zither Auto Harp, it's got several names, was responsible for my getting to share this transcendentally inspired musical intention uh, in remote places, places where I couldn't pick, take a piano. And uh, some of the gigs that I got last summers were in festivals like in the mountains of uh, Bulgaria and, and, and I, mm. I couldn't see myself carrying a piano <laughs> to that location <laughs> but thank goodness the zither was very very uh, uncomplicated to set up and through speakers you know radiate a very luscious uh, enveloping sound so there's the short version of my answer right on well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. I appreciate you taking the time. This has been live on KXP at home with Laraji. Home peace. <laughs>